0: Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. This episode is going to be a continuation of the yamas that I covered in the last episode. So if you didn't check that episode out, I recommend you do it, because if not, you're going to be a little bit lost on what's going on here. So if you remember, we talked about the eight limbs of yoga, and I did an episode on that as well, so go check that out if you have it. And the yamas are the first limb. So just to recap the three that I covered in the last episode. Ahimsa or nonviolence, which means not being a dick. Satya, truthfulness with other people and, more importantly, with ourselves. And then atseya, which is non-stealing. Many different levels of this, stealing people's time. Or, you know, we steal our progress or growth if we don't take on the challenges when they come to us. So if we continue on to the fourth yama, it's brahmacharya. So this is kind of typically defined as celibacy. Don't know. Don't just stop just yet. There's a little bit more deeper it goes into this. So back in old school, right, we conservation of sexual energy. And this kind of ties to you know, other religions where you know, you could use sex only as a form of procreation. Right? So the if we conserve the sexual energy, it is it is able to further progress us in on the yogic path, right? So you could think about it that way. But, you know, looking back at the word Brahma Is in Hindu religion, is the the creator of everything. It is the spiritual essence of fucking the universe that lies within all of us. Charya means to move with or walk towards. So when we practice Brahmacharya, it is moving towards this piece of spirit or soul that lies within us. And how we conserve our energy and use the energy to move towards that light or whatever you want to call it. So we a lot of times we spend our energy satisfying our our bodies, right? But as I mentioned, we are infinite. We have a piece of spirit and soul that lies within us, and that piece is should remind us that we are enough, that we don't need to chase All these external things, because we are whole. We have this peace that I know. I keep saying that, but just it's such a such a strong thing that resonates so much with me that we are enough. And maybe because for the longest time I felt that I wasn't enough, and I had to chase all these other external things, and I used so much energy to get these things, but they turned out just to be very fleeting, right? So if we look into Brahmacharya, right, conserving our energy. Remember that we are infinite and our body is just this temporary thing, right? It's just a vehicle. So it encourages us to use the energy where we typically would go dig up shallow wells, right? Whether it be, you know, stuff or status or a way we look, we channel that energy and go within. And that's kind of the biggest thing of Paramacharya is using our energy uh, more intentionally, You know, so if you fast forward to present day, right, our attention is torn in so many different directions, right? You look at social media, um, which can, you know, it can be cool. It can be good, but it can make us want and desire things. And then again, like I mentioned, just use our energy to pursue these external things to satisfy our body or our ego. Or, you know, it can be the news where it just pulls the energy and we start worrying about shit. You know, that's kind of where, in present day, where brahmacharya, I think, is a very, really important yama to practice. So if we use and we practice brahmacharya, we take energy away from the external and use it and direct it to find peace within. So I ask you right now, where is your energy being taken? What are you worrying about that is taking away from the present moment right now? are you worried about the future and what's to come, right? Or are things that happened in the past that you're still worrying about and upset about taking you away from the present? So for me, an example of this was, you know, for the longest time, you know, I've I've struggled with weight and, you know, I I, I guess body dysmorphia. I have just never liked my body for the longest time. And I would, you know, do all these things that take so much energy from me. I would, you know, I would diet, I would exercise. And if it didn't work, I would continue to die. And I had this kind of goal in my head of, yeah, once I get to this fucking status, I'm going to be cool. I'm going to be happy. So I would invest so much of myself and energy into that. Until the day came where I, you know, I weighed this magical number where I thought everything was going to be cool and I was going to be whole and, you know, I was, that was it. That was going to be fucking happy. And I got there and I looked at myself in the mirror and I just, it still wasn't enough. Little did I know that, you know, (laughs) it was what was within that needed a lot of work, not the external, right? So if you have something like that, I I encourage you to, you know, really sit and think is like, why do I want this? What, why am I searching for this external thing? And why am I digging into this well so much? So if we look at brahmacharya in life, right, I I like the word busyness, that we like to be busy for the sake of being busy because we feel like we should and we invest our energy in all these things. So are we busy just for being busy or are we actually, you know, being productive? And how does it feel when we're being busy? You know, does does it feel good? Does it feel bad? Do you just feel fucking exhausted at the end of the day? And is it worth it what you're doing? Really being honest with yourself. Again, practicing the other yama, truthfulness. And the thing is that the energy that we place on these external things and not putting them within takes away from our loved ones. Now, let me explain, right? I have this thing where my fitness comes fucking over everything. The reason being not because I'm vain, not because... I just love pump and iron is because I know if I don't invest that energy into myself, I am not going to be able to be the best husband and father that I can be. I need that physical activity to be completely present. So to practice brahmacharya, I ask you to just sit and listen to yourself. Capital S. What do you need in this moment right now? Are you like me? Do you need more physical activity? to be more present, to be better? Or do you need rest and you're just being busy to be busy, right? Listen to these cues and listen to yourself. Any questions on that? All right. Moving on to the last yama, apariraha, And this is non-attachment, non-greed or non-possessiveness. Again, all the yamas are super important. I really like this one because it's, it, it touches personally with me, and I'll show the story here in a bit. So if we break down the word, ah, the first part, means non. Body means on all sides. Graha is to take, seize, or grab. So it teaches us to not take things on all sides. And I interpret on all sides on many different levels, not just physically, but emotionally, you know, spiritually, that sort of stuff. So let's start off with our stuff, right? Non-attachment to our stuff, which I think all of us can relate to. How much clothes do you really need? Do you need that many pairs of shoes? Do you need that many pairs of jeans? Right? Dishes. Um, when I was when my wife and I got married, we would talk, I don't know, the, the topic of China came up. It's like, why the fuck would I need all of these plates for people that are not going to come over for dinner, right? Because my wife and I don't really do that too often. So how much do you really need? And just to be clear, we have maybe four plates, maybe five, and fucking none of them match. But, you know, it it, it, it serves its purpose. We have enough what we need, and we don't take things that we don't. So, you know, it's just a reminder of want and need and desire. Again, if we look back at the other yama, Azea, non-stealing, is... You know, this desire to have and to want things isn't so much about the thing that we you know we have this false impression that if we have this thing it's gonna fill this emptiness. And remember, we're looking at non-stealing as what causes that? And it's it's what not being enough or feeling that we're not enough. But if we look back to Brahmacharya, remember we have the infinite, the self. We are enough. We have everything we need. So it's just a reminder to take what you need. And if you have a lot of stuff, it comes with a, a certain weight on different levels, right? First, you have the the weight of the object physically. You have you got to find a place to store this shit. And typically, and what do we do? We we fill another room with our shit, right? Or we have a storage space with our shit that's not it's just taking up space physically. And if you've ever moved, my God, it's such a pain in the ass. You just never you really realize, man, I have a lot of stuff. Because when I have to move it physically, right? And then the physical weight. And then you have the energetic weight of it, right? The worry of this certain thing. Or, you know, an example I, I came across was uh, a long time ago. I was out hiking with a couple of buddies of mine, uh, Dave and Steve. I love you guys if you're listening. And we passed by a house that had, you know, I had a boat in the front. It looked like I had some four-wheelers in the front. And, you know, to each his own. I thought that was, you know, if you like doing those things, then that's awesome. But I just kept thinking of, man, if I had that stuff, I would be more worried about maintaining it, right? It's just another thing I have to worry about, another engine I need to maintain. I would feel kind of, I would feel bad if I wasn't using these things, you know, as often as I possibly could. So that's kind of the the energetic drain and weight that having a bunch of stuff has. So next time you go shopping, right? Just if you want something, ask. You know, why do you want this? What is the intention behind this want that I have? And you know, typically I find it's a nice way to save some money. Continuing on our stuff, we have food, right? Look at in your fridge. You have typically, you know, you have food that you donate. It just sits there and goes bad, or shit that's just in your cupboards that you forget about. I <laughs> this past week actually, I bought a, a sack of potatoes. I fucking love me some some potatoes. And I put them underneath, you know, where we keep our, our usual pantry stuff. And my wife was like, did you know we have a whole other bag of potatoes that were just not open that I totally forgot about? And that's the kind of thing I'm talking about, right, is, you know, attachment just taking what we need in the moment. And I totally forgot about that at that point. If we go a little bit further and we practice non-attachment with ourselves, this can be a little bit, you know, difficult to do. Just a reminder of truthfulness, being honest with ourselves. And just again another reminder, we are infinite. That is the, the self, the spirit. That is the constant that we have in us, our soul. So when we attach ourselves to labels, I'm this, I'm that, and we attach ourselves to it, it really limits our growth and movement laterally, right? Uh, i tell you a story. When I was a teenager, I was fucking into metal. Metal music all the way. If you listen to anything else, then, you know, fuck you. But secretly, right, I also grew up listening to uh, oldies music. There's a uh, radio station still around, KRS 101, Los Angeles. Uh, they would play like this Motown stuff, and I really, really loved listening to that as well. But I would hide that from my metal friends because I was ashamed, like, oh, my God, like, if they find out listen to this, it's over. But it was like that attachment to that label of I only listen to this music and everything else I don't listen to. And if you like anything else, then I'm not gonna be your friend. So that's a very silly example, right? But it's the same shit if we listen if we label ourselves to a certain political party or a certain movement or whatever, we hold so much value in this label that we are we bond ourselves to it. We it's you know, we can't move it. It's a, it's a golden handcuff essentially. And just a reminder that how we see ourselves changes, right? You look at yourself, the way you look at yourself at ten years old is way different than the way you look at yourself at you know thirty six, for my example. Our emotions also change; they're always in flux. You know, where we should be able to let go of these things because remember, our all the emotions and stuff is drawn by you know ego most of the time, and the constant is our soul and spirit. A hard one to let go of. Is our bodies? Our bodies change constantly. At thirty six, I'm nowhere near where I was at twenty two or twenty one. My, my recovery. If I go out drinking, the way I do. If I go out drinking today, the way I did when I was twenty years old, I straight up I would fucking die, because my body just isn't equipped for that sort of stuff anymore. And I, you know, it's I've, to me, it's kind of it's sad, I guess, when you see someone in their 30s and 40s. And they're still, to me, anyway, this is my opinion. You go, They're still partying and going crazy. It's just they haven't been able to let go of that part of themselves yet, right? Like it's a constant state of flux. And I don't know. Do you. If it makes you happy truly, then, you know, keep doing it. But to me, it's like, ah, oh, dude, I just, that's not appealing to me anymore. And if we go into our actions, right? Non-attachment is also a very important thing to practice. So if we look at the... Vagavira, hopefully I said that right. It's a very you know, famous yogic text, you can look it up. Uh, there's this excerpt that's pretty famous, or just the lessons of it are pretty famous. And it says, let your concern be with the action and never with the fruits of the action. Do not let the results of your action be your motive and do not be attached to inaction. So what this means is, you know, sometimes we do things with the intent of a certain outcome. But we have absolutely no control of what the outcome's gonna be. So we should really focus on what we're doing and the, the blessing of action is, right? We get to do shit. That's what's cool about this. I look at this podcast as, man, this is cool. I, I don't really have any expectation about this you know, outcome or just doing it. I'm just doing it because I wanna do it. And that alone is very, very freeing to me. So when you let go or you're not attached to any outcome, you can do fucking anything, right? With the technology and everything that we have today. So just something to to think about. And it's like the, it's the kind of the the classic, it's the journey versus the destination, right? And it's the journey where the bumps and bruises that really is the, the value in everything that we seek. As we move in to our love and relationships of others, there's a misconception of, Non-attachment means to fucking, I don't care about this person, whatever. But that's really not the case, right? Here, we're, we're talking about developing a bondage to this person, a, a codependency with this person, right? Attaching ourselves so much that we're, we just fucking have a death grip on them and they feel suffocated and they want to, eventually, they're going to leave, right? And then when they do, that is going to hurt and cause us so much pain because we are so attached to them. Again, my example for me is I was married previously to, you know, when I was I'm married to my marriage I have now. Um, and this is where I feel a lot of my hurt and pain came from is because I was so attached to this idea of love and marriage and this person that I, uh, I depended on this person so much for my happiness and self-worth. And then when it ended, man, it fucked me up for quite some time, right? But this Yama teaches us to love in such a way that is unconditional, right? You want to love them in a way that they feel free. And remember that this person that is a blessing to have in your life has their own light and things that they want to seek out and you should allow them to do that. And at any point, Understand that it may be over and just count the blessings that you, you know, you'd had this beautiful time and understand that life is constantly in flux. It's going to seasons come and go, man. You can't hold on to this shit. So, you know, loving unconditionally is letting go of this attachment or idea of what you think this person should be. And that's totally fucking unfair, right? If you really think about it. So, if you let go of that, and you love them unconditionally, that love will bear much better fruits. I feel. So I leave you with Aparigraha with this uh, phrase. parina, praninama Vara. And it means that everything is in a constant state of flux. Seasons come and go. And we can't hold on to like summer and spring and these positive feelings, right? Because they're fleeting. Eventually it's going to end. And what typically when you find when you just want to hold on, you know, addiction comes from this, I just want to hold on to the good, man, and I want to keep this fucking train going, and that's kind of where this unhealthy behavior comes. You have to be willing to let go from uh, from anything, and if we practice this, we learn self-reliance. We learn that we are enough, and we can rely on ourselves. We don't have to worry about the person that we love, and, you know, granted, we have them for support if we need to, but we are enough. We have enough. And we also understand the impermanence of absolutely everything, right? My son, he doesn't need me to take a nap anymore. And that fucking breaks my heart, dude. Cause I used to, I used to be the king of putting this kid to sleep. I would rock him. I would do my breathing exercise. He would go to sleep. And it was like these most beautiful, calming moments. And now he's just all over the place. And you know, he, he takes his naps, but he doesn't need me to do that anymore. And I really love those moments and I just have to understand that especially with this guy shit's going to come and go very very fast. So these are all the yamas. Um I share these because for a while I was, you know, spiritually lost. I, I believed in, you know, there's something out there, but I didn't really have a something to really study and look at. And I hope that, you know, if you're in that state that this discussion or podcast or whatever was beneficial for you and maybe you can look into it um i love you guys and i appreciate you all listening and i will see you next week i really hate to ask you to do anything but if you're enjoying the show so far please share with your friends share it on your social medias send me an email and we'll just keep rolling this thing out as long as i can thanks